This is March, and this is the Pay to Play Podcast. I am Frank Geib, joined here with James Zajikowski. We are your one-stop shop for all your sports and stock market updates that you didn't even know you need to know. 48th episode today, guys. We are going to be getting super pumped for March Madness, and we have a great interview with my former Illinois men's basketball player, Kipper Nichols, about his career and his fighting Illini, who find themselves ranked 23rd and tied in the country, the Big Ten, with a couple games left, including a big one against Ohio State this Thursday. We'll also discuss the worst week since the financial crisis in the stock market and what you should be doing during these volatile times. And plenty more on this episode of Pay to Play. Well, guys, it's March. It's March 2nd right now. Tomorrow is March Tuesday for those uh, looking to vote. Uh, I, James, I really don't understand what Super Tuesday is. Can you uh, give me a little fun fact here? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, so let me just start off by saying Super Tuesday is a double entendre because during the months of January to March, every Tuesday is Super Tuesday if you're watching ESPN just because they always think their lineup of college basketball is the best lineup uh, of slates to watch. And so this is the actual official Super Tuesday we're talking about on the political spectrum. Like we said, not a political podcast, but this is a uh, just a little fun fact about what... Um, Current event. I, I guess, yeah, it's, it's what people would probably determine the most important primary election day in the country. So 14 different states will have their presidential primaries on Tuesday, March 3rd, which you might be listening to on Tuesday, March 3rd, because that's when we're releasing it. But those 14 states uh, combined, let me see here. I believe it's somewhere in the nature of 1,400 delegates, good for like 33% of the, dele- the, total the total number of delegates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah I'll, go, I'll go that far. Over, <laughs> over a third of the delegates are basically decided on this one day. So it is a huge day in terms of, uh, the Democrats this year trying to figure out who's going to be their guy now. I was going to say man or lady, but no. Nope. Uh, after Klobuchar just Warren still oh, Warren, Warren's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Now I've really dug myself a hole. They're all yeah, surprised. She's, she's still she, alive. All four left. They're, they're all in their seven. late seventies. Yeah. Yeah. They're all in their late seventies. They're all still alive. But uh, Warren is still in the race. I should. I say. really don't um, want to be president. Seventy-eight years old. Yeah. Like, go retire to Florida with all your money um makes no dude sense. it's because there's there is opportunity to, to better this nation yeah i agree, I agree. I don't, did you watch 60 minutes the other night i know bob mm-hmm. khalil myself did we no. enjoyed it no i did um, not great great episode of 60 minutes um <laughs> so no there's there's an opportunity to better this nation in their minds so that's why they're running and that's why they're letting the american people vote i'm gonna go vote I'm going to make up my mind here in the next 12 hours. Yeah, you don't know uh, who you're uh, voting for yet? Put... No, still TBD. We're going to do some – we're going to pray on it tonight, uh, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, what's funny in North Carolina is you do not need a photo ID to vote. You, <laughs> what? I think you just have – you have to be registered, but I will not have to show a photo identification, which just makes no sense that's, to me. See, that's messed up. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's to help people be able to vote, but that sounds like you could easily rate it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There, That's a good question. But have you noticed any Russians in North Carolina? Uh, not, uh, not to my, not to my knowledge. Okay. I, I, I've spoken. I'm hearing, I'm hearing nobody. their support. Their support. That's what they're saying. 
Sounds like we're getting a little too political, Frank. Let's talk about something that we do know. We are going to move into sports away from uh, and first, we're going to talk about the NBA uh, and the Milwaukee Bucks. James are actually on pace for one of these historic seasons, kind of out of nowhere. You know? A little bit under the radar, Giannis Antetokounmpo, MVP favorite right now. What do you have to say about it? The Milwaukee Bucks, are, I don't even say they're under the radar like or out of nowhere. I think it was kind of expected from the beginning of the season they were going to be dominant. But just how dominant, I think that's where the surprise may have come in. Uh, but they're now an elite company with the way they've started off this season, uh, winning 51 of their first 59 games. There have been five teams to do that uh, in NBA history. They are now the sixth. And the all, all but one of those five teams has won an NBA title. Uh, looking at you, the Golden State Warriors cough, of cough, 2016. Cough. Yep, cough, cough. Yeah, don't even, don't even cough. Just don't past 3-1 day. 3-1 comeback. Yeah, that is, that is correct, which uh, – it's kind of it's interesting. So the other four teams, they either had Wilt or MJ on them. Uh, the Bulls in 96-97, uh, just like in Drake's song, Back to Back. Th- those were two of the five teams. And then Wilt with the Sixers back in the 60s and with the Lakers in the early 70s. Uh, so those are your four. And now you go, oh, it's with Giannis in the, uh, in the 2020s. So that's, that's basically where we're at now. Uh, the Bucks are that legit. So... They, I wouldn't say they have a um, cakewalk by any means in the East. The Celtics will give them, I think, some trouble. Um, but I don't know. I, I really don't see anyone else that poses a threat to them. I really don't. Uh, maybe I'm wearing my blinders too early. But I think you're wearing them way too early. Um, yeah, they did. They did choke a series last year. They were up two games to none on the Raptors. But I, I mean, Giannis is probably the most unstoppable player in the NBA, right? It's, I mean, the NBA is honestly a lot of fun right now. I'm really enjoying watching, um, you know, besides the Bucks, there's uh, great basketball being played by some young guys, Ja Morant, Zion Williams. Zion has been unbelievable. Um, historic rookie seasons for really both those guys. And they both got to go up against uh, future first ballot Hall of Famer LeBron James this week. LeBron fell to Ja's team, uh, took out Zion last night in a great, great matchup. I know we were both tuned in. Lakers, actually. Nice little. Nice little, nice little end of the Yeah, it was a nice little payday. But I'm going to come out and say it, Frank. Get off his dick, Zion. That's two straight episodes. You've been on his dick. Don't you off it. You and the rest, you and the rest of the country, this. You'll like this he's stat, a good though. Player. This is an overrated stat that you'll appreciate. His average distance it's right now is like 1.9 feet. Uh, that's believable. From the rim. That's saying something. That's saying something because he hit four threes in his debut. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe that was like within the game they were showing. At, and I was like, what? I don't doubt it, but no, he is very skilled. I haven't seen I, him shoot I'm another three that, like the past couple of weeks. Maybe here. I, I think he, once he made a couple to make people respect it, now he just has that <laughs> half step that he needs to accelerate to the rim. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm saying that because I – I like believe me. I know he's talented. I just don't. I'm not as big of a fan of him. He's a little, little too chubby for my liking. Yeah, just because he went to Duke. I get it. I get it. I'm, bi- I'm biased against fat people, and I'm biased against. Wow. Duke. I'm yeah, dude. Fat, fat, fat shaming Zion. Not cool. Um, what else is going on in the NBA? Anything in the NBA? No, just one last touch. Um, so you said a lot of good basketball being played by some young guys. That is still not the case in New York with the Knicks. Um, but they did name a new president, Leon Rose. Uh, big-time agent who's represented LeBron and Carmelo in the past. Uh, coming out of the 
agency ranks now uh, to be the president of the New York Knicks basketball program. And I just, <laughs> I'm curious by about that because it's weird. I, at least I haven't noticed anyone that has really gone that route going from uh, an agent to uh, Polinka is another example of that. All right. Yeah. There's very, in, in my mind, there's very few examples, but I think it's a good move. By yeah. Polinka's like the, the connections. Yeah. yeah Polinka was kind of the trendsetter and the Knicks are kind of following suit here. Um, getting an agent that yeah, has that connection to the players, um, different players. So I, I get the move. I mean, it's, it's a dumpster fire of a franchise. The Knicks, like worse than the Cavs um, by far. So uh, I don't think it's going to make a difference. RJ Barrett looks, doesn't look like Zion. I'll tell you that. Or John. That's, I think that is accurate. Yeah. No one looks like Zion. And, He's a little chubby. Like I said, yeah. What's going on in the coronavirus though, around the NBA and then also the NHL. People are, uh, yeah, I was going to say it, that's how we'll transition from sport to sport here is how each league is reacting to this. Not only are the markets seeing some volatility from it, these leagues are now sending out memos on how to prep for it, which is kind of crazy to me. So the NBA is basically telling their players, uh, be careful about like touching people's jerseys if they want you to sign them before a game. So while giving out autographs, do not uh, engage. You don't know where these fans have been. They might have been in <laughs> Iran, for all you know. So that that kind of sucks if you're a young kid and you want an autograph. You're down on the floor before the game. These the league's now sending out memos to the players saying, "Whoa, chill with that." I love so that'll videos. Be very... Players just like, ignoring little children. Yeah, ignoring or just blatantly like turn them turn yeah. the other way. Yeah, I like that, would, that. That that would suck to be a kid because I've I remember as a kid I, I interacted with a couple couple big timers back in the day, but yeah, it's. I guess it's the smart move by the league and they're just trying to protect their players and save liability. But at the same time, it's like, Whoa, come on. What's the, what's the game about to begin with? It's about inspiring these, these youths. <laughs> sure. Inspiring the youths. I'm going to stand by that <laughs> statement. All right. And, uh, then also you mentioned the NHL and the NHL is kind of looking big picture here. They're almost saying if things escalate the way they might, uh, they might. They're they're starting to explore contingency plans like playing in empty arenas. Whether they if they if they don't postpone or cancel games, they will just not allow fans to come. Keep the TV uh, deal so. though going, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You get you get at least the announcers in there. The, just just the announcers by themselves, be alone with their. Thoughts. Yeah, maybe fake fake crowd noise just for the players to like not feel. Honestly, that'd be fun to watch. <laughs> I'd be in to watch that on TV. Like it looks like a scrimmage, pretty much. Right. Yeah, they, uh, who was the Falcons got penalized for that a couple years ago in football? Yeah. No, the Seahawks, Falcons, Falcons. You're right. I think it was the Falcons were pumping yeah. fake fan noise, and you're going to see that, but it's going to be encouraged. That'll yeah. be how they preserve the home court advantage. Yeah. There we go. All right. Um, what else? I saw baseball. Trevor Bauer was giving away his pitches before today. Was that today? Yeah, yeah, it was. That's he was awesome. fighting fire with he's, fire. He's so, yeah, he yeah I mean, he's such a troll. Yeah, that Ultimate guy knows troll. no boundaries. Ultimate troll. He, he does him. Really big fan of him. I think he could get a Cy Young. He had a horrible second half of last year after being traded, but that might have just been the Cincinnati curse. Um, so that that was one storyline. But also, so he was basically, for those that didn't see it, he was. there are signs you can give in the bullpen when warming up with your catcher so they know what's coming to prepare for you. And he was just doing that blatantly to the hitter, saying, here's my fastball, try and hit it. And he still got the out, which was impressive when he did it for that batter. So uh, it, it was against Derek the Dietrich Dodgers, said, right? 
Yeah, I don't remember the hitter. I don't think it was a major league player, but um, his teammate Derek Dietrich was saying, you never know. He might do something like crazy like that during the regular season. I don't think he will, but certainly interesting to watch someone say, basically, yeah, troll and make fun of a situation, but also still get the out that he wanted. <laughs> uh, and then also, also on the trolling spectrum, Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs was mic'd up saying, oh, man, I wish I knew a pitch was coming right now. And then in a different, like a, the next pitch after, he's like, well, I've only seen one fastball, so I'm going to guess fastball. And he gets a fastball, rips it in a like, right center field. It's kind of cool to watch what goes through a hitter's head before it comes <laughs> in. So that was th- those two things combined made for a great week. If it's all season long with the Astros just getting people at their necks, I'm here for it. They, they deserve every bit of it. Yeah, um, I love it. I, I want to keep the train going. I think I a former player on the team in 2017, no longer with them, said he would be willing. It was a pitcher. He said he'd be willing to return the ring. Was that Mike Fires that broke it originally? No, it was a different. Or... It was a different pitcher. I forget who it was. I, I just it, that that's where it's coming. These guys bullied into saying, "Yeah, just take it away." <laughs> Char- Charlie Morton with the Rays, maybe I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, let's talk college hoops. Yeah. College hoops. It's March. It's March right now, baby, and I love it. Getting backed up. Conference tournament play is just a week away. Uh, games left in the regular season. It'll finish up this weekend. Um, number one, Kansas. Unanimous. They took down Baylor a little bit ago, and they have just been since the Sousa picked up that chair. Yeah, they uh, did play Kansas State in like the first matchup since that whole incident. They both they made both teams shake hands at half court before the game. Uh, <laughs> And then they went on to beat them in a close one. But, yeah, Kansas does look like the real deal. We highlighted them as a team to know earlier this season, and they have not looked back since that incident like you were talking about. Uh, The rest of the top five looks pretty strong too, Frank. Baylor, however, has dropped uh, not one but two games. They dropped two Kansas and then TCU fell. Yeah, TCU came back and beat them. That was a sad one this past weekend. Uh, San Diego State, with that one loss, finds themselves just out of the top five – or just out of the top four at number five. Uh, out of those five, I think you're going to see I, the Dayton Flyers certainly could be worthy of a number one seed, which is uh, very interesting to note. And I don't know, I honestly, with Baylor dropping two like that, I don't know if they're worthy. So the number one and number two seeds are going to be very blurred in my mind. Duke's fallen at least to a three, if not four seed. Um, so I, I'm excited to see who gets the one seeds and who's given that kind of, I guess home court advantage as best as they're able uh, during the, that's the way they're seated. So they'll, they'll play in whatever region or whatever their home site is closest to them. So yeah, I, gotcha. I think Gonzaga's a lock for it at this point. You mo- almost might see Seton Hall creep up into that territory with the number two uh, Kentucky Wildcats also hotter than blazes find themselves definitely in that two seed uh, discussion. Yeah. And then whoever wins the big 10 tournament could maybe sneak. Well, I- Big Ten, one of the deepest in the country, if not the deep. Nine or ten teams will be in the tournament. Uh, one of those teams, Illinois. They're they're playing some really good basketball right now. The Illinois Fighting Illini uh, just beat Indiana this past week. Uh, have have just a great record in the Big Ten. Tied second, twelve and six in conference. Um, and we we have Kipper Nichols on here. Uh, we're going to ask him about. Uh, Got a big game against Ohio State uh, this week. You know, could, they could potentially get a Big Ten championship uh, regular season. 
and then they're going to be dancing as well come later March. We'll talk to Kip about this uh, tournament run. And without further ado, we'll, we'll go right into that interview, guys. And now we welcome in my former teammate, uh, former St. Edward Eagle, and now current Illinois men's basketball player, Kipper Nichols. Kipper, how's it going? Great, man. Great, great, man. Great to have you on the podcast, Kip. We're excited to talk to you. Uh, it's March. I know that's that's got to have you excited, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every day, man. Every day. I've uh, waited a long time to get to this point. So, yeah. There we go. Yeah, so you got two regular season games left. Uh, your team does. You guys are ranked 23rd now after a couple good wins this past week. 20-9 overall, 12-6 and six in the Big Ten, which has you for second. You guys have a chance at the regular season title. Uh, how, how's your squad been able to hang right in there in this best best conference in the country? Um, yeah, absolutely, man. It's, it's uh, Big Ten is a hell of a conference. Um, I think, I think for us, uh, I think the most important thing for us was uh, hanging our hat, making sure we hang, we were hanging our hat on uh, on our defense, you know, all year, and um, kind of made that a point of emphasis uh, coming into the season. Um, you know, we told ourselves that that's something that we were going to do, and I think. Uh, that um that has contributed to our, our success thus far yeah yeah james i think that's uh that's a big thing Pretty yeah no, no their defense has been spectacular spectacular nothing short of that uh watched you guys a lot this season actually kipper and you guys were undefeated the month of january string together seven straight yeah. you're coming in right now having won your last four uh and it, coming into columbus later this week uh, against an Ohio State team that's kind of sur- resurging after finding itself again. Yeah, and yeah. so it's exciting, a battle of two teams that are streaking kind of at the right time. Uh, so both both you and the Buckeyes have, uh, I, I guess, preached defense all year long. So what do you think is the key to uh, – it might be a slow-paced game, but what do you think the key is to stopping a team like them? Uh, I'm, yeah, like you said, um, you know, they're kind of resurging right now. Um, you know, I think we both, uh, you know, took our took – our, um, our losses, uh, you know, and um, kind of got back on track at the right time. But I think, uh, you know, it's it's uh, interesting. It's it's different. We haven't played um, Ohio State at this point in the season, or, uh, which usually, you know, around this time we've uh, played teams once at least. So um, I think, uh, you know, no differently than what we've been doing all season. I think, you know, the most important thing is is focusing on us and um, you know, not getting too uh, avant-garde, you know, and throughout the uh, flow of the game, you know, just like I said, locking in on, our, on the defensive end. And um, I think we'll be all right. I don't, I don't know if I can give you too much more than that. You know, I think it might be a conflict <laughs> of interest. Uh, I don't know what kind of ties y'all got in the, uh, in the program over there, especially Frankie. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, think, we know a manager. That's, that's about it. We <laughs> the D10, Devin Morrow, man. He's managing. Yeah, yeah, so my God, see. my God. Yeah, Say our guy. Say that's connect, man. We're yeah, journal- so. journalists first. We would never do anything of that sort. We're, uh, no yeah, rooting interest, no, no bias whatsoever here. Of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the matchup. I, I will be in attendance. Uh, I was also in attendance when you played in the shot um, uh, our junior year in high school. Yes, sir. Uh, and that, yes, that was sir. a unbelievable, unbelievable game against Upper Arlington in the state title. Super fun, uh, Great game. 26 points for you, uh, zero for me. Uh, but, but, uh, is, is there any other great stories or games that you've had, uh, throughout your career that you want to share that has kind of stuck with you throughout the, throughout? 
Um, that's a that's a great question. I think um, you know, I think I um five hundred at the shot right now in college. Um, last trip there we won. Um, yeah, I don't really have uh too many. Maybe maybe one like not pertaining to uh, basketball, really. Uh, you know, playing, but I guess you know my sophomore year we came up to this shot and um, you know we were warming up and this guy was on the sideline uh. And he's like, yo, Kipper, come over here. Uh, hey, man, it's, it's so good to see you. He's like, you, you remember me? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I forget names. I don't forget faces. You know, I, I kind of, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know this guy. I know this guy <laughs> from somewhere. And um, but like, it was so much, you know, uh, assurance in his voice, so much familiarity coming from. I was like, uh, so I was like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, how can I forget, <laughs> man? You know. So, um, you know, whatever I, I go and I'm, I'm warming up and then I look over there and I'm just, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, oh, who, like, who is this guy? You know, and uh, he went over, um, he walked over to take a seat. And that was the moment I, I realized I was like, yo, that is my old middle school basketball coach. coach <laughs> Mel. He, was, he was probably um, he's probably the first like you know, get in your face, like crazy coach I had in this, it was in the seventh, seventh grade. And, um, you know, that walk to the seat kind of brought me back, man. He used to sit, um, at mid court and, uh, watch us, uh, run suicide. So, <laughs> so that, you know, when he went to the chair, you know, uh, I kind of took me back and then I went over there before, I, before we went back in and I said, yo, coach Mendel, man, uh, you know, if, if you around right after the game man, I, want to just, you know, have a few words with you, chop it up for a little bit, man. But uh, it's so good to see you just to, like, you know, reassure him that, you know, I remember who he was. But, yeah, that was that was pretty funny there for me. That is a good story. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, so, Kipper, what else? Uh, I guess you've, you've kind of had an interesting uh, collegiate career, originally committing to Tulane, then finding yourself at Illinois. What's been your favorite place to play um, – around the country any any cities or arenas stick out to you as as one that you've really enjoyed being at um great question uh you know it's always good playing close to home always great playing close to home you get uh you know you get family um you get you know guys like yourself guys I you know came up with uh kind of grew up with and um you know get to see all the familiar faces but I think uh I think uh uh I want to say Michigan as crazy as that sounds I want to say Michigan man um there you go the uh the you know the fans there um you know obviously it's a great it's always a great atmosphere from that aspect but but the gym man it's it's a great gym to play on like it's it's weird i mean i guess if you're a basketball player you kind of you kind of know where i'm coming from the um but yeah the the, the lighting bro is 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 crazy as crazy as that sounds um the rims and also uh fun fact the visiting locker room there is probably the best I've ever been in, you know, in my um, whole basketball career. So, yeah, definitely Michigan. All right. I like that answer. I was going to say <laughs> the Chrysler Center. Uh, I think it like – so, I here, I'll, I'll, you'll see my bias basically unravel here. I don't love uh-huh. – um, I don't love the shot as a college basketball arena. I think it's too big. Really? It's kind of it, – to me, it feels like – you'll hear a lot of people say that. It feels you like know, a I, I, professional. I would agree. I would agree. You know, I would agree. Yeah. But uh, the way the Chrysler Center is kind of set up, only 12,000 fans in there. Everyone's kind of close to the action. Sometimes you sit up in the rafters at, in Columbus and you're like, man, this doesn't feel like a college game. It doesn't, it doesn't sure. look like it. So I, 
and unless it was the uh division one state championship in, in 14 and i think <laughs> i think uh everyone I think that loved was the it. one that, yeah yeah no no I, I definitely uh i definitely would agree with that though yeah. there's a lot of good places in the big 10 mackey arena with purdue assembly hall yeah. in indiana uh just great wild, atmospheres man. and you guys had uh, a rowdy yeah. to play in yeah i was gonna say you guys had a big win in michigan this year too 64 62 um, yeah, yeah, it was big time. Big yeah, time, big yeah. time. So that that's uh, and then uh, those games, you know, one of the many that that have you guys uh, basically slotted in already for sure in uh, the NCAA tournament. This will be Illinois' first in a long time, actually. So how ex- yeah, how excited yeah. are you to get a chance at your first and I guess last March Madness as your as your senior? Um, very, very, man. I mean, like just the whole journey. Uh, you know, it's, it's I've been through to get to this point. Um, you know, from, you know, like you said, I was uh, at Tulane, you know, um, for like a couple of days. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, le- I left I left Tulane. I didn't get to go to school and um, until the, to the semester point, um, you know, just not knowing, you know, what was next and then coming here and then, you know, a change in coaching staff. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of variables uh, that have uh, gone into my process um, to, to end up at this point. And, man, I, I'm really excited to to be in this position, man. Hell, yeah. It's March. Yeah, man. Anything yeah. can happen. That's time of the year. That's the motto. Yeah. It's March. And I think you said it earlier. You kind of got to take it one game at a time, especially going into Ohio State, one possession at a time. That's the mentality Absolutely. on the defensive side of things. Um, so uh, not to look ahead too much further, but obviously want to talk about the tournament a little bit. Um, not get too ahead of ourselves, but more so just the excitement around it. Um, and so I guess looking at it today, let, let's say your one seeds are, you know, Kansas is one of them, Gonzaga, maybe another university of Dayton's having a great season too. And then you get teams like Baylor, San Diego state. Um, is there any, uh, obviously you're going to just take whatever you can get. Cause as we are saying, it's yeah. kind of blessed to get to this point and uh, quite an accomplishment, but any places yeah. that, you know, places or teams you might want to end up in region wise that that might not be a fair question in all all honesty but um uh, i mean um i mean i think i think uh kansas. I think we got i think we got great personnel <laughs> and i don't i don't know about kansas man they throwing chairs over there i want to i want to see i want to see kofi cockburn against uh azabuki yeah azabuki that would be, that'd be a great matchup definitely uh yeah all jokes aside i think um I think we got great personnel, man, to really match up with anybody. And um, I think uh, when you play defense the way we do, um, and you know, with the with the uh, with the tournament format, uh, I think uh, we're well suited to go up against uh, pretty much anybody. So yeah, that's that's answered like a true professional. I respect that. Yeah, I, well, yeah, not, not giving into my not giving into my journalism. Uh, not not clickbait, <laughs> not clickbait. I'm not trying to get headlines out either, but more so, I, I like that answer. Don't no, 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 no. Yeah, I like it. Um, what do we got next here? Uh, I was gonna say, so you know, after this tournament ends, you guys, you know, are the Cinderella story. The ball is tipped, is sung. Um, what, what's what's going on in your life? What's what's your thoughts on the future? Are you gonna take a shot at the NBA Combine? Think about playing overseas, or are you doing something other than sports? Um, that's a great question. Um, uh, I mean, you know, my dream has always been, you know, as a little kid to, you know, play at the uh, proverbial next level. Um, and you know, God willing, I can do that and um have a great career. But yeah, uh, you know, like I said, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever God has for me and um and uh, in my future, I'm I'm very excited about it. 
Um, and yeah, like whatever it is, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, not only the University of Illinois, but, uh, you know, uh, coming from coming from the St. Edward community, I think, um, you know, we've been prompt really well to go out and, um, you know, have a have a great impact on the world and, and be very successful uh, young men. And um, so, yeah, I'm looking I'm, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. There we go. You're, you're an advertising major. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How do you like that? Um, it's great. It's great, man. Once you get past, like, you know, the, the prerequisite econ and stats and all that stuff. <laughs> but, uh, the major yeah, class has been great. good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no doubt. Go. No doubt. All right. What, what else we got? So, yeah, Kipper, I, this, this one's just kind of off the cuff. But if you had to pick um, your player of the year in college basketball this year, mm-hmm. a couple of names that have stood out and are kind of near the top of the list, uh, Obi Toppin, um, Luca Garza, another Big Ten member, he's been terrific with Iowa. Uh, anyone that sticks out to you is who would you, who would get your vote? You, um, can, you can say a teammate. You can be a little biased too. I know. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> of, of course, of, of course, I was going to go that route. Of course, I was going to go that route. But um, <laughs> just, um, I think uh, you know, it's, a, it's been a lot. Like you said, it's, it's a lot of great players out there. Um, and you know, being so busy, I don't really get to you know catch all of the games. But I do, I do uh, for the most part uh, keep up. Um, man, that's a that's a great question. Player of the year. Uh, I think I would have to go with uh, the guy the guy over there at Dayton, just just because of you know everything that that uh, that plays a factor. You know, I think you know, I don't think we've ever seen Dayton in a spot like this. Um, as far as as far yeah. as winning goes, and um, you know the the way their season has gone, um, obviously you know you need some talent, but you know at the end of the day, you know everybody's talented at this level, and uh, you know if if you really know something about something, you know you 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 know that the culture is everything, leadership is important, and um, you know the most talented guys on the team set the standard. And, uh, you know, so that, that has to stand for something to me. And uh, obviously he's a great talent. So I, I would have to go with him. So I, I respect that answer. I was going to say, you could have, you could have easily said Trent. <laughs> yeah. You could have said Trent. You could have named Kofi. I, I wouldn't have yeah, faulted. Yeah. There's no wrong answer there. So I, all, I all, all, of those, all of those guys, all of those guys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's look in. I mean, you just, you really give a lot of props there to Obi Toppin, but. If you could be another any athlete in the world, um, living or dead, deceased, uh, who would it be and why? Oh man, living or dead—that's that's. that's uh, uh, yeah, that might add a little tough. wrinkle. I, um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I like that. Um. Probably. I'm gonna go with. Uh, okay. Can I get? Can I give two? Yeah. Can I give two. Huh? Yeah. Okay. And um, just for two different reasons, I think um, I would probably go Muhammad Ali. Um, because, you know, he's just was so impactful as far as, you know, um, culture, um, what he stood for, you know, um, everything, like I said, everything he, everything he stood on as a person and man, like, was he exciting to watch, you know, and, uh, he he was, he was definitely a pioneer for that sport, which I, which I enjoy very much. So, and then, um, another guy would probably be, um, Rest in peace, man. Kobe Bryant, uh, just the way he uh, approached, you know, life, approached the game, and um, his, his mindset was uh, was unparalleled, man. So, uh, yeah, that, that's probably be my two. That's a good two. 
I, yeah, I, th- I, I think two unique ones, too. I don't think we've ever had someone answer that um, on the podcast, so either, you, either Muhammad or Kobe. Yeah. So if you could really? play another wow. sport, okay. would, if you could play another sport, would it be uh, boxing? Um, probably, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> if I, if I, if I, if I had the skill set of a Muhammad Ali, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe if I had that skill set. But if I had to play another sport, golf. Um, maybe I was about to say golf, man. Definitely <laughs> golf, and and be, and be really good at it, you know. And yeah, uh, you know, if you know, if you uh, if you live the right way, man, you take care of yourself the right way. You can play until you know forever, man, and yeah. um, you can get out there and talk some trash, man, make a few bucks. So, <laughs> hey, man, not not too bad, right? So, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm I'm still waiting for someone to say uh, Wilt Chamberlain. I'm still, and this is on the uh, the I guess the anniversary of his 100 point man. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah never yeah, had yeah. anyone say Wilt, and I was gonna say back in that era, really? those guys. I, I feel like it was a different era in sports where. They weren't watching over your health and well-being every second of every day. So I bet he had a pretty yeah, good a time point. off yeah, the no. court after, <laughs> after he puts up these crazy numbers. Uh, <laughs> he, he did for sure, yeah. Um, I think it's documented <laughs> um, to some extent. Uh, I was gonna, what was I going to ask? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you off like that. No, 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 yeah, for sure. I was actually going to ask Kip, how, what's the most points you've ever scored in, in a game, do you know? Like any a game, game where you, where oh, you put up like fifty um, or something. Any level, any you know, level. No, 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 man. Um, I think uh, I think it was in college, man, at Madison Square Garden. I scored thirty-one. Funny, quick story about that. Um, sophomore year, I remember. Uh, sophomore year, yep, yep, yep. And um, so last uh, two nights ago, uh, you know, we had a we had a game against Indiana, and um, so I'm in, I'm warming up. Uh, the guy, this guy, um. He's behind me. He taps me. He says, "Hey, he says, hey, Kip, Kip." Um, I look back. He's like, he introduced himself, um, and he's like, "Yo, Iowa, Madison Square Garden, two years ago." He yelled out. <laughs> we was in warmups, <laughs> and he yelled out. He said, "He said, Kip, you're gonna have thirty tonight, man." And I, and you know, lo and behold, I had I went out and I had thirty one points, but um, I like didn't really acknowledge you know the fact <laughs> that he had said that in the moment, but. I'll never, I had never forgotten that, you know, in my head. But then, um, you know, it all came full circle last uh, two nights ago when he, uh, he, he yelled that from the sideline, and I was like, "Yo, no way, you're the guy, man. You're my good luck charm, bro. Thanks for you here tonight." <laughs> That's that awesome. Is, that is funny. All like, right, what's your career high? What's your career high? Dude, I, I would think forty in an AU game. Frank got a couple. Point. Frank got a couple of fifty balls at Saint Ed's for sure. <laughs> no varsity, varsity. Coach Flan didn't want to win two state titles. That's why I didn't get. The yeah, yeah. That, I think that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah, want to go back right. to back and hurt hurt everyone else <laughs> in Ohio's feelings. So I, I didn't get yeah, that. Man. Yeah. He kept me off the floor. <laughs> so do I, 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 I topped both of you guys in terms of scoring in a game. I, I put up forty five once uh, back in uh, my church league days. Yeah. Senior year hey, of high man, school. 45, 45 is 45, man. I don't care where you do that. that. No, and then you know what? I retired to the broadcasting booth uh, shortly thereafter. That was my move. So I, you, I, I that's, that's, a way to, that's a way to go out, man. That's a way to go out, man. <laughs> yeah, Kipper, I don't know if you know. I was on the Ignatius side of the uh, broadcasting booth for the SIBS. Oh, so man, was, can, we, can, we, can, we cut the, can we cut this guy out the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what, what's up with that, man? <laughs> Oh, it's all love, all love at this stage. Uh, yeah, Can't they ever beat course, us, man? man. I, I don't think. Ah, not that I could. Yeah, man, I don't know. Unless I got like 
a cloudy memory. I don't know. I think I think I think we uh we uh undefeated against against the Ignatius guys, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, At the varsity level, I think that's accurate. My my freshman year, I went up against uh, Frank. You were already up at the I think the JV level. Um, Frank hit a buzzer beater. Yeah, that's why I was saying that. Um, Frank hit a buzzer beater to end our freshman year hopes. So yeah, it was tough oh, picking. Tough picking. Way to go, Frank! Way to go, Frank! Way to go, Frank! No, no big deal. No big deal. Did it all the time. Um, all right, Kip. Final question. Let's get back on track here. What is something that most people don't know about Kipper Nichols? Oh man, that's a that's a great question. Usually, when people ask me that, I mean, it's I want to give you some like crazy, elaborate answer, but um, you know, I really. I, uh, if I had to say one thing, um, well, first of all, I wish I could sing so I could say that and like bust out a few <laughs> rhymes or whatever. But I think, I think, uh, I just, I mean, I mean, I'm really in the fashion, I'm really in the um, clothes. I guess that, I guess that would be my thing. I guess that would be my thing. What's like the hot brand that uh, I should be buying? Shoes specifically. And um, the hot brand right now, I would say, uh, Personally, my friend, well, I'm not a really big brand guy. You know, I'm not okay. a really big brand guy. Your style. Guy. I like, I like uh, yeah, I like, uh, you know, just putting putting some different things together. Um, try to be, you know, create my own lane in that in that sense. But I'm liking the vintage wave that's, you know, that's uh, circulating here. So, I mean, I, 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 if anything, I would say that. Is it tough to find clothes that fit like a 6'6 frame? Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's tough out here, man. Do you go to the the big and tall section at some stores? Um, I try to stay away from the big and tall section, man. You know, I try to stay away from the not, big and tall section. It's not stylish section. enough. Yeah, it's not stylish. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, that's not. That's not really the fit. You know what I mean? Too it's baggy. Not really too baggy. Yeah, like yeah, too baggy for sure. Frank, no, Frank, no, man. If you get some fashion <laughs> tips, go to Frank. <laughs> there we go. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else, James? I don't think I have anything else. I I had a, I had a blast. Anything you want to add to? Yeah, me too, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, not not at all, man. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, man, uh, the rest of March. You know, one day at a time, keep grinding. Yes, stay, stay Stay ready, baby. It's going to be coming. We're, absolutely. We're looking forward absolutely. to later this week. Frank will be there. I'll be glued to my TV. Uh, but best of luck in that matchup and, and beyond, absolutely. No doubt. See you, see you Thursday, buddy. Yep, see you guys. want to thank kip again for coming on the podcast that was great having him on great chatting with him again uh haven't haven't seen him since uh around christmas time this year we uh took out st ed's varsity they're about to be making a, a run i think james but uh yeah what do, you think? what do you think yeah but who cares i care a lot of people care uh what do you think about this illinois team you think uh, uh make a little run they could uh, i turn them I think anyone in the Big Ten is capable, and that's yeah, definitely some bias in my statement. But here I am acknowledging that. Yeah, well, you know, the more you can we, be biased as long as you own up to it. I think that's my theory. We mentioned him in the uh, in the interview, Kofi Cockburn, um, the seven foot Jamaican center. I mean, he's a big body. He's he with really anyone that kind of you, know, you talked about Kansas uh, earlier in the episode. He can match up with uh, who? Why, why can't I say his thing? Azabuki. Um, Azabuki. Yeah, I mean, he's he's sizes him it's 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 a good team uh they got a little bit of experience as well with Trent for Andres Feliz another great guard and then they're, they're led by the sophomore Dosunmu 
so they, they really do have a lot of talent. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, excited for Kip. I hope he gets a little bit more time in the rotation here. I think he's got the, got the skills and the talent to help this team uh, make a little run to the Sweet 16 maybe. I, hey, I'm not going to discredit you on that. I'm not as high on them as you are, but yeah. here I am. I, I, let me just reiterate. I'm I, As long as you say with all due respect, very similar to the way <laughs> it works in Talladega Nights, you can you can say whatever you want right yeah. after that. So You know what else made a little run today? The stock market. stock market did. It it, it's made, bouncing back a little. Yeah, a little bounce back. What's, what's going on, James? So basically, investors are – Investors are kind of gambling right now. They are overreacting to every little headline that they see. And that's why you saw the biggest drop within a seven-day span last week. This week, you're seeing the biggest rise in a single day in, like, the last 11 years. So, yeah. basically, any little, any little tip or tidbit that the, uh, mark, the, that the investors hear about the market, they are acting upon it, and they are not holding back. So, to that end, volatility is back on the upswing. And part of that is because they they feel the coronavirus is slowing down. In some cases, within the U.S., part of the issue is towards the end of last week, it was spreading into the U.S. Uh, there's only been six confirmed deaths in deaths in the U.S. And people are, I guess, Man, mainly older people. Yeah. Okay, but not age. Regardless, just just saying. Yeah, I mean, they're, those lives Elder, matter. The elderly. Yeah, the elderly. I'm just saying. It's, you know, it's it's weaker. I'm not ageist. It's just it was it was. I mean, it's elderly people, you know. Yeah, the weaker immune systems and all that good stuff. I get it. So it's not like everyone's at risk as long as you're taking good care of yourself. But what's what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario, the government could legitimately mandate people in the country to stay at home for, you know, could be up to 30 days. Um, So which would cause major shrinkage in the economy and hurt profits and stocks would obviously be at risk with that. Uh, it'd be cool for kids that don't like school. Uh, it'd be like yeah. a lot Stuck of playing hooky. Your house though for thirty days, like. I mean, I guess yeah. if you're to leave the house, I guess people would. There'd be uh, no no loitering around the movie theaters. That'd be no. tough. Yeah, no, yeah. What's so the what's the bad what's the bad then? Let's you know. I guess I guess that there would not be an epidemic level in the U.S. and so the disease would kind of be contained and. Uh, there'd be no major. Could, the the fact is, it's already disrupted the economy to some extent. But if we were to avoid going into, let's say, a bear market, we don't see a, the drop of twenty percent. We already saw the correction, but it's back above that correction level based on today's jumps. Uh, so basically, I I don't know yeah. the reality of this. I'd say this is on a small probability. I still think the worst could be ahead of us. Myself, I yeah, I'm I going still, pessimistic I mean, about it. I, the the infection numbers are definitely going to go up. The death number somewhat dramatically, I'd I'd say, in the short term, still utility on the table, no doubt. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, but I mean, it yeah. At the end of the day, are, are things down. This is something that is going to pass. I mean, the death percentages is it's quoted right now around two percent of people that get it die, which is pretty low for like a, a bad virus. But they said for it's the virus they give it to like two to three people like on average mm. or something right now so it's it is spreading fast they said but yeah it'll be interesting to see but uh a couple stocks actually james are, are these news on the news of like the the virus yeah and so we talked about how can you trade around this or what should you be looking into buying and we just talked about obviously the index funds once they have dipped that's one option 
defensive stocks, like things that aren't cyclical with the market, like energy and utilities. Uh, there's another, the other category we were going to talk about is basically anything that you could use from within your own home. So as people maybe transition into a cautious state of working from home or working out from home, as opposed to the gym stocks like Peloton, which, you know, we talked about on their IPO earlier this year, they're up 9% since the news, uh, basically since things escalated last week, zoom video conferencing for those that are working, uh, they are up almost double digits and then uh, good old fashioned Netflix. Uh, people are spending their time at home as opposed to out on the town and uh, basically streaming up. So yeah, yeah, there's lots of ways to entertain yourself without leaving the house. And uh, so those are the kinds of stocks you could look into. And it's in, it, I'm not saying they're all guaranteed to do well, but it's, you know, if you want to play skeptical about the market and try and bet it a I mean, little bit. I mean, it's, it's the market is rational. I think that's the idea here is that like these stocks that shouldn't be affected by the coronavirus are performing well. Okay. Well, yeah, that's I, that's all I'm looking at it is Mark is being Peloton up nine percent. That's you know, I get it. Um that's yeah, that's really it though for the market guys. I mean it's we're it we're in the week big rundown last week, so there's not too much new news. It, it's I mean it's fun to monitor. So we're James and I are gonna be all over the all over the market still, uh buying any dip we can, uh with any money we, we can squander. Uh James, we're gonna skip by our sell this week with the post-grad plans yeah sorry i just wanted to add one thing you know how they have like uh storm chasers like the tornado chasers we're going to be market chasers yeah we're going to be just following every move the market makes getting in our cars going to find the tornado and trying to make something good out of it so that'll be that's kind of where my head's at for the next couple of couple of months probably uh but on the post-grad plans my mom came to town and lit up raleigh the nightlife scene was electric she had her <laughs> Uh, season high number of drinks in a night uh, while down here visiting. That was three, three and a half, uh, depending on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> so she she had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with her. Always good, good to spend some family time. Uh, looking for a more moderate weekend this upcoming weekend, but there's no such thing as a moderate weekend because uh, UNC Duke is coming up again, and this time it's in Durham, and Kevin Malloy's coming to town, and I got invited to a pregame uh, in Durham with a lot of Duke students. And so I'm going to probably make some enemies at that. There we go. forward to it. Uh, there we fun. go. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I'll see your mom getting a, uh, you know, season best three and a half beers. Yeah. That or, was happy about or that. drinks or just drinks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, I celebrated <laughs> Megan's B day. As I said, uh, we went out Saturday afternoon. It was a lot of fun. Thursday night. We got a uh, pizza action on our um, his and hers pizza. I really can't just do. Can't just split a pizza on a birthday. No, you gotta get a his Could, and hers. No sir. No sir. And then tomorrow night bowling championships. Um, four teams out of the six make the playoffs. We are the number one seed, Jeracy and I, uh, undefeated regular season. And uh, I'm a little nervous, but we got the semis and the championships tomorrow. It's a big, big tournament day. Uh, I, I'm at an average 175 at least chance to win this it's gonna yeah, that's tough. gonna be that's exciting stuff that mike geracy knows that the target's on your back and he's gonna have to do what he can to chip out uh chip away and help help you out but yeah i, I told him uh, 125 125 125 wow. i don't i don't know what i'm gonna be doing this only focused on bowling so, uh, one day at a time yeah one day at a time uh that's, what I, that's the way you gotta think in march one day at a time in march <laughs> yes that honestly that's that's the exact way to think one day at a time. 
Um, song of the week, James. I it's not a song. It's actually John. I've just been listening to a lot of John Mayer old stuff, honestly. And his oldest album on Spotify on his discography, as I said last week, and uh, is Inside Wants Out. It's from 1999. Just an absolute banger of an album. Everyone, Inside go check. Inside Wants it. Out. Yeah. But is out. there a song or two that you might recommend? Uh, Back to You's on there. Neon's on there. Okay. Um, I think com- no such no such thing is the only one that I'm really too familiar with. Comfortable, uh, quiet, just a lot of a lot of good songs. All right, good. I could go through a lot of them. Uh, the whole album now, I love it. Pretty much. So yeah, go listen to John Mayer, any of his old albums. Honestly, go listen to his live albums too. Just guys, unbelievable. 